Cedric is down with the one. You know. So Rowdy.
you know, it comes down to long run speed. So the one lap qualifying speed isn't what it comes down to here. But I feel like even in practice, our long run speed looked pretty solid. And I think we'll have a good piece for tomorrow. But uh, it's exciting. I mean, I feel like our guys have just worked so hard and it's, it's all coming full circle. And we're able to bring some really fast cars to the track. Go ahead, Bob. Bob Pachris, Fox Sports. Is it weird that you're 15 points above the cut line, yet you're the first driver <laughs> on it? And how does that kind of change the dynamic? Because in this round, usually the, the cutoff driver is like only two or three points above. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I feel way better about that than how I went into Vegas <laughs> because we were two out, you know. Um, so I think it definitely gives you a better feeling because, I mean, it's not easy to make up 15 points in this series just because a lot of the guys who are, you're racing are going to be in the in the stage points so um that that's really good that we made up those points and um but also i thought it was going to be a three-car race with you know the well i thought the top three would have been pretty safe with the 21 7 and the 20 but honestly we're not too far back at the 7 and the 21 now so i think if we have a good day you know hopefully we can maybe get a spot or two and that gives you a little more buffer going into martinsville go in the back right here Stuart Haas with FrenchStretch.com. Cole, since you've been with Stuart Haas Racing here at Homestead, you've started and finished at least first and second. How does the car feel compared to those years when you were back in the Xfinity Series between 2017 2019? How's your confidence been uh, compared to those races? Yeah, I mean, thinking back, I feel like it's better than those races. I felt like um, the long run speed and how it ran the wall was better than what we had in those past races. So, and I think we can make it even a little better for tomorrow. And this is, uh, you know, hopefully you don't jinx yourself. And, um, you know, but I, I feel like we have a really good car and we should be able to um, compete for a win tomorrow for sure. All right. Any more questions for Cole? All right. Go up here to Dustin and then to Lee. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. You scored more points than anybody in the, in the playoffs. You've run so well. In, in one sense, how have you not won a race yet? Uh, you know, it's just been, you know, sometimes it's just one of those years, you know, like you have these pretty good cars, but you just don't have a lot of things fall your way or the last run just doesn't go right with your last change. And I feel like that's kind of been kind of the story of it a little bit. I feel like we've been really solid and been able to compete for wins, but it just hasn't always come to fruition, I guess, you know, at the very end. So, um, but I think now we really got the speed to go compete and, I wouldn't be surprised if we can win every race that's left. You know, like it's, I feel like we got a really good amount of speed right now. I know you've got certain steps ahead of you this weekend, next weekend, before you even think about Phoenix, but what does it, what would it mean to get to Phoenix? I think the expectation is, hey, with the, your experience with that, with the, the organization you're with at the beginning of the year, is like, hey, you should write him in and, and pen in, in making Phoenix. Um, what is it? What would it mean to you? And I don't know if it's a you know, show what you can do because I think you've shown what you can do. But just what does that mean, and how much is that a, a drive for you? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've I've finished second in this deal twice, <laughs> so I don't want to finish second again. Um, you know, so I think you know Phoenix wasn't our strongest track at the start of the year, but I think we've come a long way since then, um, and I think we should have a good shot at it. But we want to go and sh prove to everybody what we can do here, and I think. Uh, there's no reason why we can't compete for a championship. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to take it one step at a time. You know, you don't know what's going to happen uh, lap one of tomorrow. So um, I think we've had the speed to make the final four. It's just a matter of uh, having everything go right. Do you ever get over finishing second, or do you recognize your accomplishment, or is 
I don't know. I mean, you know, I think uh, it's really frustrating, you know, I think because we, we were so close and we were pretty, I mean, we, we were in great races, I think, those both those years. Um, but at the end of the day, it came down to Tyler Reddick up against the wall. <laughs> so if it was any other race, well, I don't know. We were, but it was uh, how, how good Tyler ran the wall was really impressive. And I think I've gotten better than, at it since then. Um, and I think we've made our car, I know how to get my car better to run the wall also, but it's, um, it was frustrating those two years because we were so close. We'll go over here to Lee. Do you expect to return to the double zero next year and, and run the full Xfinity series again? Uh, nothing, nothing for sure right now to really comment on, but, uh, you know, obviously I think as a driver, you know, your goal is always the cup series just because that's where the competition level is, you know, the best in the world are. Um, and I feel like I've learned a lot and gotten myself better and worked really hard to try and improve the things that I feel like I could have done better at. Um, but there's a lot of factors of going to the Cup Series. So, um, you know, I don't really have anything to comment on that right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just proven to feel what you can do. You know, sometimes you get in spots and you're just, just things aren't clicking right, you know, in the Cup deal. And I think um if you go back down you can really show people what you can do i mean it, it can really change the narrative i think a lot go ahead zach what have you learned about yourself as a driver throughout the course of the season going coming back to xfinity what have you what's what have you learned about um your mental strength and and um where you stand as a driver i think for me the biggest thing was working with my team and really figuring out how to fix problems you know i think Sometimes it gets, when you're not running good, it can be really confusing and people just get mad and um, you're just trying to, you know, figure, just throwing things at it, just trying to make it better. But um, as a driver, you really got to know what's going on because you're the only guy behind the wheel that can really tell them anything. So um, the more that you can know about the cars and try and point them in the right direction uh, means a lot. So I've, I've spent a lot of time trying this year to really figure out more things that I can know about, you know, what's going on and um, try and point things in the right direction. And I'm still not very smart, <laughs> but I think I'm a little smarter. All right. Any final questions? All right, Cole. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. Um, what have these past couple of weeks been like for you, uh, getting ready for this weekend? Um, kind of just... Resetting after Talladega and um, heading into your home race. Yeah, you know, I've been excited about the opportunity to have many hours of just preparing, you know, many calls, uh, a lot of notes, um, and looking at a lot of data. You know, we've, I feel like this race has probably been the most prepared we've ever been to going into a race, you know, as far as practice, qualifying, and just meeting our goals and our expectations throughout practice and qualifying. and doing it in the race. So uh, I'm excited, you know, we're, we're prepared and we're focused. Do we have other questions for Nick? Back Rowdy Maglite with Rowdy Maglite racing me. And Nick, do you think seat time here being your home track benefited and what in position you qualified? Because the last trucks seem to be getting faster and faster. No, I mean, even though this is my home track, I only have one race here in Xfinity. So uh, this is as much of an unknown uh, as a track as any and you know I think it's all due to the great team I have and you know them just really versing me well on the weekend and studying and talking to a lot of people but 
uh, yeah, this track, I mean, I kind of approached it, and you know, you, you know what to expect, but when you get here, it's totally different, and uh, I don't really have a lot of experience here. I have an Xfinity race, so uh, that helps a little bit, but it's still, it's so different from anything we race at all year. You, you just kind of have to approach it with an open mind. Do we have any final questions for Nick? All right, right up here again. With this being the last chance to get into Phoenix and, and understanding where you guys are at, do you feel like the two team is ready to 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 cross that barrier into victory lane um, and advance that way? Yeah, you know, I, I think we've had many opportunities this year and it hasn't worked out. And I put a lot on myself not finishing the job. But I feel like in the playoffs we've, I think we've shown we're probably the fastest truck. And, you know, you have Kansas, Milwaukee, and even Bristol uh, starting where we did. You know, we've just excelled and we've built so much. And I think right now we're performing at the best, uh, the best we've been all year. And I think we can still get better tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I think we're, we're all ready uh, to win. And hopefully tomorrow's the day. Any final questions? All right, thank you for your time, Nick, and good thank luck you. tomorrow. All right, Nick Sanchez there, guys. We've got a couple more. We've got uh, Kyle Larson next, and then we'll have, uh, let's see, our next one will be Denny Hamlin, but I'm waiting on Cedric to come up on the board. We're going to talk just a few minutes about Homestead Miami Speedway. All right, I'd like to welcome Cedric Hollywood to the show. Welcome, Cedric. Howdy. So good to be here again. Good to see you. And what's some weather. It's going to be absolutely a beautiful weather. Stellar weather this weekend. Chamber of Commerce. What about it? This is this is the best weather you could you could ask for. I'm not sure what the temperature is, but I absolutely love it. Blue skies. It's going to be a great race. Two races, in fact, all uh, uh, the trucks and then the Xfinity cars. Uh, I'm giddy. Looking forward to it. No doubt about it. The big story this weekend is the doubleheader today, uh, Cedric. And I tell you, just to have. Uh, a whole day of racing. You had Cup started this morning with practice at nine, qualifying at eleven. Trucks are getting ready now for the for the uh, green flag, and then immediately after that, we got the Xfinity race, and it's going to be a full day, Cedric. I'm, I'm excited. This is what makes me happy. You know, only a few things make me this happy. Some of them we can't even talk about. <laughs> I'm letting you know, you know, for real. No, no, no. I'm really excited, though, yeah. So, Cedric, uh, we wanted to out here five, less than five minutes, and we already had folks come up that uh, we all had something in common there. No, 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 no. It's been amazing. Uh, a gentleman that I used to sit next to uh, in, in Orlando, me, John Morgan, and Michael, they call him the Godfather, the three of us used to sit together at this establishment, and uh, when he walked up, he's a big shot out here, but I kind of felt like I, I I know this guy, and then he looked at me and goes, I know you. And when he started talking about John Morgan, then I realized that the three of us used to hang out together, which is amazing. It was so long ago, I lost track of him, but here he is out here. So it's a small world. So, uh, Cedric, this is your second race here at Homestead. What do you think about Homestead? 
Actually, the third one. But, uh, I love it out here. I wish you would call it Miami Homestead Speedway, but we'll go with it. Homestead Miami Speedway. <laughs> the hospitality out here is unbelievable. You've got the Boy Scouts out here, you know, so you're making real family oriented. So, uh, Cedric, we're going to listen to Kyle Larson. Kyle was in the uh, deadline room just a few minutes ago, and we're going to listen to what – actually, listen closely because he had the quote of the day on there, and you'll be amazed at his quote. Uh-oh. We're going to go ahead and get started with our media availabilities today. We are joined by Kyle Larson, driver of the number five, Hendrick Motorsports Chevrolet. We'll go ahead and open up the questions. Please raise your hand, and we'll get a wireless mic to you. Go ahead and start up front with Zach. And then we'll work our way over to Bob and Jordan. Zach Sterniel and NASCAR.com. Kyle, obviously the, the high line here is we've talked about every time we come here. Why is it so important to be able to run the wall uh, well here? Um, I don't know. I mean, for me it is. It's important. Um, it, it seems to be how I've figured out how to go fast here. But... Um, you got to be comfortable against the wall, and I know there's a lot of a lot of drivers that aren't that comfortable against it. So that gives guys like myself and Reddick, um, you know, an advantage when we come here. So yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it seems like with the next gen car, it's a little bit easier to to run, you know to pack air against the wall. So um, yeah, it was a big advantage last year on the long run, and, and hopefully you know, hopefully we've gotten our car better on the short run, but you know, still really good on the long run like we were last year. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I think just it's obviously a longer way around, but you know, you can get to the gas so early. Um, as long as you've as long as you've entered high enough, uh, you can get to the gas early and and just build that momentum and uh, the lap time just compounds from there. So, um, you know, I know last year there was points of the race on you know very long run where we'd be like three quarters of a second faster, and it's just you know from being able to enter with a lot of speed and and then carry a lot of speed on exit. Go up here to Jordan. Bob. Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. What is it like being a driver coming to a race where you want to win, obviously, but you know your playoff, you're, you're already set for season. Like, what is the mindset for you guys, and how does that feel when you know everyone else you're competing against has all this pressure? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the, the pressure is probably a lot less than, than what other drivers are feeling, but, um, you know, I feel like I want to win just as bad as everybody else does too. So, you know, I'm not – Treating this weekend as you know, or this, these next two is they don't matter. So, yeah, I mean, I think they they matter just as much to me as everybody. But I just it's nice not having to you know think about the points or or feel the pressure all week because yeah, I mean as as the rounds go on, it's definitely you definitely feel more pressure. At least you know in my short, I've only been in the round of eight three times, and two of them I won the first race, so I don't really remember honestly what the pressure is like but I know what it's like in the other rounds and um, you know I know what I felt like at the Roval um, so I can only imagine that you know as each race moves on you you feel more pressure and, and that's not a fun feeling come up here to Bob uh, Bob Parker Fox Sports HQ the first is how much have you thought how much of this week was spent on Homestead and how much was spent on Phoenix uh, zero for me, zero on Phoenix, um, all Homestead. But <coughs> yeah, I mean, 
obviously your mind thinks about Phoenix a little bit, but I haven't watched any film. I haven't looked at any data or anything like that. So I love this weekend. I love Homestead and just trying to watch as much video of this place as I could to get my mind ready to run the ball. And what do you remember that you did well a couple of years ago at Phoenix to win the title that you hope to repeat in a few weeks? Um, well, we start off the weekend by getting the pole. That was huge to get the number one pit stall. Um, and then during the race, we, at different points, we had a good car, and, and at other points, you know, we, we weren't. You know, I felt like at, at certain points of the race, all four of us um, had the best car. And uh, not that we had the best car at the end of the race, but um, your pit crew did a really good job. And in that number one pit stall, you paid off to be important. So yeah, and going back, you obviously I know how you know, important that pit stall is, so you put a big emphasis on qualifying. Um, we had you know, a weekend similar to 2021 earlier this year in the spring, you get in the pole and then uh, just didn't execute the last restart right. So um, looking at, at those sort of little mistakes that we had in the spring and, and then also just trying to execute like we did in 2021, I think is you know, where my mind's at on what we need to do to win the championship. Um, and, and two, I mean, you need a fast car, which I know, or I hope, that we will, and you'll have a good a good weekend. Copy to Greg. Hey, Kyle. Uh, Greg Engel, Cupstein.com. You, you normally, on your schedule, you're a busy dude. You're you're going this race, that race, Tuesday here, Wednesday there. That. From what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, you've kind of curtailed that now that you're, the championship's getting closer. Um is does that take is it is it more pressure not to be doing all that stuff because you get in a groove and stuff or um, is there a sense of FOMO or anything or is it just business as usual? I mean, I would be racing if there was races to run. <laughs> so um, yeah. it's not that I cut it back on you know because I want to focus on this. It's more that there's no more midweek racing left. You know, I I'm not going to race in Texas last night and then come to Homestead and be in the media center at 8 a.m. <laughs> the next day. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just can't race. Um, yeah, I still had a busy week. You know, I tested the late model on Monday. And then, you know, we've been in Oklahoma uh, Wednesday and Thursday and flew here yesterday. You know, Owen's there racing. So um, I think next week's fairly calm for me. And then, and then it's Phoenix. So, and then my racing picks back up. Uh, after that. So, yeah, I mean, it's not that I am cutting back because I need to. Um, I'm cutting back because I don't have the opportunity <laughs> to go race. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, I, I don't know if this is a fair assessment or not. So, with the, in the next-gen era of all the ovals, is this the track where the driver can do the most or control the most compared to, you know, because just the ability to run the high line, does that or are there other tracks where the driver can make that much of a difference? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I I won this race last year, so I want to say it's all driver, <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I think for whatever reason, it didn't seem like people could run the wall could last year, so you were able to have a big advantage on the long run. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still think. I still think it's a little harder to pass probably than what the old car would have been potentially. I don't know. I mean, I spent all the race in the lead last year, but it just, when I caught like traffic and stuff, it looked like there was like big groups of people, like it was tough to pass. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Hopefully our car is good again and, and we can you know, be up front the whole the whole race and you know, have good pit stops, good restarts, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think regardless, I do think Homestead's probably a, a track where you're know, the driver. It probably means a little bit more than, than somewhere else. And then can you refresh my memory of how you figured out that the Highline was going to work so well for you here? Like, is that just purely from hey, like, this is works of dirt, let me try this? Or, like, is something else, did something build up to that to make you discover that? Um, <coughs> well, when I ran, I remember when I ran the, the race, the truck race here in 2012, that was my first time here, and, and we, we had a really good race and, and led some of it. Um, I got to battle with Kyle Busch for a little while, and, and um, yeah, we were running, I was running fairly high, and then he passed me and, like, stuck his hand out the window and told me to get higher. Um, so I just started running as high as I could, or at least at a point in the corner, you know, I would get really close to the wall. And then, you know, once you do that a few times, you can feel, you can feel the, the effect that the, you know, right side of the car has against the wall. So then over time, you know, you just start pushing it and entering higher and, and you start getting that wall at an earlier point in the corner. And eventually you just end up running right next to the wall the whole lap. So, um, I watched a little bit of you know, my first Xfinity race I ran here in 2013 last night and just seeing the difference of you know, how I ran back then. And even back then, you know, I cheated the entry some and would slide up to the wall. And then I just think as years go on, you know, you just, like I said, you just get more comfortable entering higher. And um, then obviously, you know, they're reading lap times off to you and, and you can feel it too. But when you read a lap time off that's two tenths better than the lap before, you you know that it was faster. So then, yeah, you just keep pushing it. And, and obviously, you know, I've hit the wall here a lot, but uh, to get comfortable, you have to make those mistakes. Yeah, no, he wasn't flipping me off. I know that, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. He did that. He actually, so maybe he wasn't saying that back then, but he, um, he did that again somewhere this year. Um, he passed me and like stuck his hand out and was doing that. I asked him later. I was like, "Why? What were you telling me? Like I was already running the top." And he's like, "He said no. That was me telling you I'm gonna run the bottom and and you just you know I'm gonna leave you a lane up top for some fresh air." So maybe that's what he was telling me back then. But I took it as, you know, I needed to run higher. Like I was this young rookie. I mean, it was only my fourth ever truck race at the time. So I I took it as you know I needed to get higher. So I just started running higher and, and passed him back a few laps later, and um, we've been really good here ever since. Good, go ahead. Dave Moody from MRN and SiriusXM. You mentioned that you seem to have an ability at the extreme outside that not everybody has. Reddick's kind of the same way. Does that relate at all to all the years that the two of you have spent banging cushions and sprint cars and midgets over the years? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, you know, coming from the background that we have, um, it definitely helps. You know, I, I think Homestead to me reminds me a lot of Eldora. Um, the way both ends, the way both ends are, the way you kind of cup into turn one. You know, three and fours a little more seems a little flatter and all that, but you still run against the wall. It, it just feels similar to me. And then, yeah, I mean that also that feel that you get of packing the air against the wall kind of feels like you're running a a soft cushion to me at a dirt track so um yeah i think that's why you know dirt guys kind of excel here i can't think of any pavement guy or pavement background driver that is really comfortable against the wall but um i mean maybe truex truex is really good denny's good on occasion running the wall 
Um, but yeah, Redick and, and myself, we seem to be really, really comfortable up here. Okay, we'll go back here to Claire. Claire B. Lang, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. So fans are enamored with you running the wall, and it's really interesting to hear you talk about it. Cole Custer was saying yesterday they were having a hard time seeing and couldn't even see the wall while they were trying to get up close to it, and that could figure into the end of the Xfinity race. And I was asking him about, because some drivers say you can actually hear the sound. Do you go off the sound? Are you able to do that when you're running the wall? If you can't see as well, have you been in a situation? I don't think for Cup here the sun will be a problem, but can you talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you kind of use all your senses. You use sight, sound, feel, all of that. So, um, yeah, the sound gets really loud when as you touch the wall, so you don't really want it to change too much. Um, but, yeah, the sun is really bad into one, um, so I'm guessing that's where he's talking about it's difficult. Um, as it gets later into the day, it, it's kind of right in your eye, eye line um, into turn one, and... Yeah, it needs to kind of get behind the sweeps and stuff there into into one for you to be able to see well enough again. But yeah, I think that's when I, I think I just more go off of the feel of the the air pushing against your car and the wall. That's that's kind of where I get most of my feel from, I think. But I'm sure sound as well. And uh, at this stage, because you know, we give you a lot of credit for how good you are at that. How often in your mind are you completely sure? That, that you're there at that line and not going over? And how many times would you take a chance when you're running the wall to get ever so much closer? Are you pretty much sure now, given all the things you've told us? Um, I mean, I, you know, you still get into the wall. Like last year, I mean, we, we I ran next to the wall you know, the whole race, basically, and you, you scuff it a little bit here and there. Um, it's, it's, you know, less of a penalty now to, to scrape the wall as it was with the old car, you know, the bodies are so tough. So yeah, that, that allows you to, to be a little bit more aggressive with how close you get to the wall, I feel like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you race these cars every weekend, so you get a good feel for the, the proximity of yourself to the wall and others. So yeah, that helps. And then <coughs> too, I mean, like I said, you can just feel it. You can feel the air um, really easily. So that, that is a good gauge for sure. Okay, we'll come up here to Lee and then to Dustin. Lee Spencer, CatchFence.com. Um, you finished second last year at Martinsville. Do you have any recollection of what was going on behind you with Ross Chastain and that? I mean, I'm sure you could hear the crowd, but what do you, you know, could you were so far ahead, but I mean, what what is your recollection of that moment? Uh, I, <coughs> yeah, I was in second, but I remember like, you know, they didn't obviously say anything on the radio or nothing like that, but I came off turn four and yeah, you look in the mirror to see you know, kind of how close the guy is behind you and I remember just seeing like something kind of going on um, as like somebody late like off of turn four like had a, like there was a new car in my mirror <laughs> um, so that's kind of all I really remember from that and then yeah, you get to see the replay and all that so uh, yeah that was crazy for sure and, and you know I'm sure we'll see the highlight of it a million more times as we lead into Martinsville but uh, yeah um, that was that was definitely wild. Okay, come over here, Dustin. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, as Owen gets older, does he have a little bit more of a understanding and appreciation of what Dad's doing in the sense of going for another championship? 
you know, I'm sure there was a lot of excitement a couple years ago, but do you notice then how he's viewing what you're doing right now a little differently as he's gotten older and understanding things? Um, I don't know. I mean, that would be a, a good question, I think, for him. Uh, he'd get nervous, really, if, if you were asking him the question, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think he understands, <coughs> you know, what what you know what we did last week and what that means for a few weeks from now. Um, but I don't know if he thinks it's like cool. I don't know if he <laughs> like I don't I don't know what he thinks about it. But I know he knows that you know we get to race for it on the championship and all that and. And even Audrey, I think, you know, she was three, and she, you know, sees the pictures of her sitting in the trophy and all that. Like, even she understands, I think, what that race means a little bit, but maybe not quite to the magnitude that, you know, all of us think that that race is or what a championship really, you know, means to somebody. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think as he gets older, as, you know, all my children get older, they'll, they'll understand a little bit more. Um, but I think when you're when a kid's that young, like, dad's not really that cool <laughs> yet. So I think as they get older, they can really appreciate even more. So does that mean with Owens Racing, does he, if you give advice and then somebody else gives the same advice, he's more likely to listen to the other person? Oh, yeah, he doesn't listen to me at all. <laughs> I don't even talk to him anymore <laughs> at this point at the races. He usually does better the less I talk to him. So, um, yeah, I don't really talk to him a whole lot at the races. I kind of just stay out of everything. And one other thing, you, you were talking to, to um, Bob's question earlier about the things that you learned that did well at Phoenix. Are there things, even with the success of 2021, that you'll look to go back and change this time around to it works better in your schedule, do something better in, in, in that from that learning experience? Um, no, I mean, I feel like you know, the whole week was a great experience. Um, last time, you know, it's your first your first opportunity a championship so you want like yeah, there's a lot of friends and family coming and all that and and that was really special to me and and basically the same group of people are already planning on coming you know this this trip um so yeah i mean you know, hang out with them and you know, grab dinner and all that i mean trying to treat it as as a fairly normal week and not trying to distance myself from from my friends and family um so yeah i mean i plan on doing basically the same stuff I did last uh, last time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm curious how Media Week will be different, stuff like that, you know, that, that I think will be a little bit different, you know, where that location is, stuff like that around the city. Um, but, yeah, I'm, you know, my friends and family are really important to me, so it was, it was awesome that they were there last time and we got to celebrate afterwards, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy that they're coming back and, you know, hopefully we get to celebrate again later in the night. Okay, we'll come up here to Zach. And then <coughs> going back to that championship race in 21, um, a lot of the, I think four of the five pit crew members on your team today are, uh, we're, we're pitting your car back then. To see them kind of be able to continue to, to be an elite crew, despite the, the change from the five lugs to the, to the single lug, um, how important has that been to the success of this, this five team? And, and is there any kind of bond that you have with those guys being that they've, uh, been on your car for so long now? Yeah, I mean, they've been in the sport for a long time, even before I got in the sport, so um, I'm not sure how many championships a few of them have, but it's got to be a lot, you know, because they were on Jimmy's team as well. Um, but yeah, no, this this year for sure they've done a great, great job. Um, you 2021, they were the best pit crew all season. This year they've been in the top two or three all season. 
you know, big improvement from where they were at last year. I think there was a lot to be learned with the you know, new style pit stops last year and uh, just took them a little bit of time. But, you know, all season they've been really strong. So all of Hendrick Motorsports really has been really strong on pit road. So, um, yes, they've been important to every one of our wins this year. And, and you know, to win a Cup Series race, it just takes your whole team for sure. And, um, you know, like last week they – we gained two spots on pit road and got control of the race for the last run and and that was it and uh richmond i mean darlington that they're a part of every win in, in a big way so yeah i hope that uh you know we can continue that i think what i like the most about them is is they're the best when it matters you know, at the end of the race so that's really important to win to win these races over here to Jordan, and then we'll wrap with one question. From Bianchi the Athletic, uh, do you have a favorite, uh, two, kind of two-part, do you have a favorite Kevin Harvick story on the track, like encounter or exchange or anything? Specific on the track? On the track, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've just really enjoyed racing with him. He's so such a tough racer, and um, I feel like he can do a lot more with his race car than most drivers can. So um, I've had some great battles with him. Um I think he's only been mad at me like one time, so that's pretty good. I feel like so, um, and he probably doesn't even remember when he was mad. So, what was uh, he mad about? Um, it was Phoenix. I don't know, a long time ago, and and he was battling to make it into the championship four, and there was a restart, and uh, I think it was like it was. I think Joey ended up winning the race, but he was second row, I was third row inside, and I kind I didn't even like get in there, but I just kind of showed my nose and um he was mad about that and came down afterwards um i can't remember what exactly what he said but i explained to myself that you know he wasn't going to win anyways um and uh he, he he was fine with it afterwards i was like well that that went uh smoother than i thought it was going to he was walking over i was too scared so um yeah he's just an intense guy and and i've made it a point this year to not piss him off <laughs> because He's probably on his zero fucks given tour, so um, <laughs> didn't want to be on the receiving end of any, anything. Uh, and then off the track, favorite story with Kevin? Uh, off the track, I just really appreciate and, and, and notice, pay attention to how great of a father he is. Um, you know, how dedicated he is to Keelan for sure, but even his daughter Piper, you know, you can tell that that she's a daddy's girl and and audrey is a daddy's girl or daddy's yeah daddy's girl as well so um yeah watching him balance all that and and you know i feel like his kids are are very well behaved and and very mature for their ages so um yeah just try to pay attention to how he parents and and put a little bit of that into my parenting as well okay we've uh, run out of time so kyle thank you for coming in have good luck this weekend all right, everyone. I appreciate y'all tuning in. They're fixing fire. They're firing off the trucks right now. So jump over there, grab it, watch it on TV. It's going to be an awesome race. Homestead makes for absolutely wonderful racing because they like to get up next to the wall and run without scruffing speed. So you'll enjoy the race. Xfinity is at three. Another great place to uh to sit and watch the race man uh i got friends ticket giveaways everybody that won tickets for alley beach which is called the beach bash this year 
I'm going to go out and meet some of them and get photos so we can post them up on my social media sites. Uh, I'd like to thank Chris and Cedric for showing up. Uh, Cedric was on just a minute because we're kind of fighting a little bit of uh, noise. and uh, It's always, live is always a challenge. But guys, uh, tomorrow, don't miss it. The Cup guys are trying to fight their way to Homestead, the round debate here at Homestead, Miami Speedway. And thanks to everyone, Al, uh, Jennifer, Kelsey, everyone that made this possible, thank you again. Uh, Homestead is real hospitality. If you've been here and you haven't been back next year, grab your ticket. They're on sale. Uh, General Mission still $39. Now, come on, guys. You can't take two people to the movies for $30. And if you're going to buy popcorn and a Coke, you might as well go on to the loan officer and get a bank loan because they're going to get it. But anyway, hey, thanks, everybody, tuning in. Uh, still have a couple more video, uh, soundtracks to play, but we're, we're up against the race. And nobody's going to hear nothing. So uh, we'll be back later for a post-race show. And looking forward to it, guys. Thanks a lot. Let's find that outro, y'all. Yeah, baby. Look for us in Phoenix, Arizona for the championship race. Next week, don't forget Martinsville. Get winners in this group up there. And Martinsville going to have it all ready for you. So. They probably still might be a couple of seats. Haven't made it to Martinsville yet, but look out next year. Get winners, I'm coming. I'm not walking Clint off my bucket list. Uh, uh, that's all the new track this year besides Facebook. So it's next. It'll be a week after that. The race for the big, beautiful, with NASCAR. Hang on, baby. We'll be too later this afternoon.